Welcome, baseball family. This week on the episode, we're going to talk about the Oakland A's updates, the trade deadline that is rapidly approaching, and our emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am back in the Sadal, and I got Mr. Bradman here with me. How are you, Brad? I am so happy you're back in the Sadal, Brig. (laughs) So happy. Much grass. Stressful. Stressful doing this thing by yourself. (laughs) I don't care who you are. I understand that. I was stressed out of my mind as well, so (laughs) everything is fine. I'll make it up to you. Don't worry about it. Uh, baseball family, thanks for hanging in there with us while we had to shake things up just a little bit. But don't worry, everything is just fine and dandy. I had to just run away chasing my dreams there for a minute. So here we go. At Shul. I was at Shul. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Oakland A's fans have planned a reverse boycott. And that's pretty interesting because... The only reason they're going to go to baseball games is as a form of activism, which I feel like is a little bit par for the course, maybe a little too on point for the Bay Area. I'm just saying. (laughs) No hate, none. Stick it to the man. It's like go to a baseball game. Where was this for the last, I don't know how long, uh, leading up to the debacle that has become the A's organization and, and the way they're being handled and the way they're treating their fans, which is the problem. That's the problem I have. So uh, at this point, if we're just going to make a mockery of things, which I think is happening at the le- at the team level, then I am all for fans making a mockery of it right along with them. Do yeah, it. Why not? Take, yeah. take a trip to the ballpark. Get the cheapest tickets in the game right now. Go have a great time. We're all about baseball. We're all about experiencing it. And if you're going to do it together, that's the best way to do it. So go do baseball together in Oakland and participate in the reverse boycott. That's what I have to say. (laughs) The other thing we have to talk about is that the A's actually, this Sadal feels pretty good, Brad. The A's, I'm glad. (laughs) The A's, there's more more than activism because that was my tongue was firmly in my cheek there. But activism aside, the A's genuinely whooped the Brewers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that yeah. makes about as much sense as a football bat. So, <laughs> so Brig, I have to tell you about this. I had to tell you about this. I've been talking more about my gambling exploits lately because I've just been having so much fun winning, by the by. So this weekend, this last week, like over the last like five, six days, DraftKings has been doing this thing where you opt into this. It's called a two-run lead early win or something like that anyway the way that it works is you put money you put money on the money line and if the team goes up two runs you win and then whatever Mm. happens the rest of the game doesn't matter and so i looked at the way i looked at who was getting the biggest odds right or the longest odds and of course it was the a's the a's were plus 170 to beat the brewers on sunday when i opted in on this thing and i was like okay the a's have played really well against the brewers this weekend got peralta on the mound for the brewers like A's could go up two. I don't care what happens after that. Went up two in like the third inning. I won my bet, but then they went on and continued to score runs and won by like five. <laughs> it's like, I don't want anyway. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's like, 
Sheesh, I, I could have used that on somebody else. I could have used that on the Braves this on and one in the first inning, but you know, I wouldn't have gotten anything for it. But still, right? No, it was it was amazing. Fabulous. I couldn't believe it because I was just tracking that game to see what was going on. I was like, no way, they actually swept <laughs> the Brewers. It's outstanding. Good for them. Good, Good for, for them. them. Also, poo poo on the Brewers. What happened there? You gotta feel bad. The team that what are the A's? When I before I checked, the A's had won 14 games last last I checked a, a couple of days. So I'm telling you right now, that is uh bad to get not just lose. It's everybody loses a game here and there, and that's fine. Right. And and the and that's the thing is like I keep telling myself it's like the A's aren't gonna lose 150 games, right? So somebody's gotta lose to them at some point. It'll probably be the Royals, right? It's whatever, right? But at the same time, though, like if you're going to try to win your division, you can't be getting swept by the A's. No, no, you mm-hmm. cannot. Um, the Vegas situation has heated up again, or maybe cooled down. Um, the vote on the stadium was moved to next week. We don't know what that means. Everybody's crying foul. Stay tuned. I'm not. Yeah, gonna, so, so I'm I talked about this a little bit on Thursday break. I don't know if you were able to catch up, but. Uh, or is either on the big show or on Thursday. Anyway, I don't remember what day it was, but there are people who are vehemently against giving money to the A's to build the stadium because they don't want them. They don't want them to come. They're like, they're not going to help the community because the Raiders came because they have a legitimate fan base. Like the A's mm-hmm. are not going to be good for Vegas. We don't want them because really? they don't like what the owner has done to the team in Oakland. They're worried that it'll just be the exact same thing in Vegas. And I think they've got a point. Yeah, what makes I mean, them think that they're going to come and really take care of a stadium and take care of a fan base where instead they could get an expansion team in Vegas, start fresh, and not have the stink of a team that left Oakland the way that it's going to? Or Now that is a legitimate point. Yeah, I, I thought. So I think that's why they that's why they pushed that because people are still arguing and they're still or arguing, making their arguments, right? Making their case for their side of right. the argument. And so they they haven't reached a point where they can vote yet. I'm hoping that I think mm. I think they're supposed to vote middle of the week. I think I saw like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, but yeah. I don't know for sure if that's when it's going to happen. It'd be nice if we had an update by Thursday because I'm curious if the A's will actually move if they don't get the money they want. If they're like, well, we can just do what we want to do here then, and we'll stay. Right. What do you hope happens? Call it right now. I hate seeing cities lose their teams as somebody who grew up in the Northwest and watched the Sonics leave and saw had friends who were Sonics fans. I wasn't a huge Sonic fan, but uh, had friends who were Sonics fans lose their team. Um, that sucks. I don't want it to happen. And I know that the A's are the way they are with their fan base right now, but I think if they got a new stadium that maybe it would rejuvenate the ownership and things would go a lot better. Because I think that's what it is. I think at this point, it's just that the ownership is pouting, right? Like, he's not a good owner. But yes. I think it would rejuvenate the ownership, and they'd, and he'd start putting more money into things and put a better team on the field. Um, but, no, I, I I hope they stay. I want them to stay. What about you? Same. I And, uh, you know, it sounds like I'm just saying same because I feel the same way or just because I'm piggybacking. But I really do feel the same way. I think that they have a storied franchise that goes back as far back as baseball goes almost, and they have done a great job through the years. 
despite the moves that they've already put up with. And I don't want to see them move again. I mean, I think two things need to happen here. I think that the owners need to change. I, we need a new ownership. Right. Yeah, in, they need so. Fisher needs Like, so. doesn't matter. They, they're not good for the league. They're not good for the city and the fan base. And I don't think they're treating their players right. Like, they just need to go. Um, so if you're going to gut everything, then do, you know, anyway, start at the top, gut everything. And then if you can get a new stadium, do it because you have to that thing the coliseum is so bad but it's dilapidated yeah it's the possum gets better seats than anybody else and even the broadcasters aren't allowed in the booth sometimes it's a total nightmare Uh, so yeah i want them to stay but they need to move sites and they need new ownership but mm -hmm. and then the fans need to show up if they make those changes then 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 it's all on the fans well, right, and I, I think like part of it too is that like, because I was talking, I was talking to my buddy here. This is like a year ago here in, in Phoenix, and I was like, I was like, you want to go to a game? He's like, like a D backs game. He's like, no, why would I want to go to go to D backs game? It's like go watch the other team. He's like, I don't want to put money in the owner's pocket if they're not going to put a good team on the field. He's like, oh, I want to wait and see if there's a good product. I was like, well, you're a Giants fan anyway. Why do you care? You know, he's like, I, I don't want to support a bad ownership group. You know, as it turns out, they just had a down year because they're good this year. But I wonder if that's really what it is, is that fans are like, it's not a good experience. It's not enjoyable to go even to watch the other team just beat up on our team. Because, like, people who are legitimate A's fans, like, that's got to suck. Yeah. Watch your team get beat up all the time. Even if you're there to watch, like, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, you know, to watch those guys, it's like, oh, just, I'm just watching them beat up on my guys. You know, you don't want to yeah. see that, and it sucks, and they don't treat their fans well at the stadium. But, no, I I hope that, like like we said, hopefully they can get rejuvenated and put a better product on the field and then re- treat their fans better, and then that will get more people coming to games, not in the form of activism, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. All right, let's move on. We got a, got a couple other things we got to get to. The trade. This is just a public service announcement. The trade deadline is exactly forty nine days away from the uh, time this podcast was released. So pay attention. Things are starting to heat up. As rumors, rumors are. I haven't seen anybody move, but there are certainly rumors. Keep keep an eye on your team if they're buying or selling. And uh, yeah, because there are. I think I think it's going to be active. I think well, as we That's get closer, it's going to be a lot more active. I think everybody's waiting, waiting to jockey for a position, and uh, I think there's going to be a flurry of moves. In mm-hmm. I'm going to say right before the All Star game, things are going to start to heat up. That's exactly what I think. I think maybe I should have said things are warming because yeah. it is getting warm for me. All the rumors are pretty interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. All Star voting is in the uh, is in the works right now. The lead vote getter. Of the entire everything and everywhere is Ronald Acuna Jr. He's the only one over a million votes at this point, and he runs that entire situation, followed by Shohei Otani. <laughs> Shohei Otani is the number two vote getter in the league right now. Um, let me go back through the list. It it looks like phase one will conclude June 22nd at noon Eastern. So that's what you need to do. There are top six outfielders and the top two vote getters at each position. And then we'll move on to phase two. The winner of phase two is selected as the all-star game starter. 
at his position. And the top vote getters are as follows. Catcher, Adley Rutschman. Uh, Runner-up, Jonah Heim. First base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Runner-up, Yandy Diaz. Second base, Marcus Simeon. Runner-up is Jose Altuve. That surprises me, Jose Altuve, that high. But it's a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, then again, who else are you going to put there? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Shortstop, Bo Bichette and Corey Seager. Third base, Matt Chapman. Deserved. Josh jo- Josh Young for the Rangers. Also deserved. Outfield, Aaron Judge. Injured. Runder, Randy Orozarena. Randy Orozarena is the runner-up there. Outfield, Mike Trout, Kevin Kiermeyer, Jordan Alvarez, Adolis Garcia. Designated hitters currently stand Shohei Otani and Brandon Belt. We're going to move over to the National League. National League catchers, Sean Murphy, Will Smith. First base, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonzo. Second base, Luisa Rise, Ozzie Albies. Shortstop, uh, Orlando Arcia and Francisco Lindor. That surprises me, Lindor. Third base, Arenado, Austin Riley. What's that? It's a popularity contest. Exactly. Outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, Corbin Carroll, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., coming out of nowhere. Fernando Tatis Jr., designated hitters, currently stand J.D. Martinez and brother Bryce Harper. That is your update for the MLB All-Star voting. Uh, Go on MLB.com and you can vote for your favorite player uh, and support your favorite team to make sure that everybody gets the fair shake. Um, Just remember that at least one player from each team gets a slot at the All-Star game, no matter what. Uh, It's just a matter of how many based on voting and alternates and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Speaking of players we're excited about, the Reds, who've exploded out of the darkness of the abyss, <laughs> um, have brought up Ellie De La Cruz. He made his debut last week. Brad says, holy moly. The rest yeah. of the league says, holy moly. Uh, Brad, jump in here and explain the moly that you're holy in. Okay, so this is absolutely holy and uh, holy moly. So this guy is outstanding. Like, Believe the hype on Ellie De La Cruz. In his second game, he hit a home run that was... So first off, it was hit so far. It went to the back row. The fans, they're not nosebleeds because they're lower level. Mm-hmm. But it went to the back row of the Great American Ballpark where the Reds play. And it went so high as well. Because usually, you know, like they say on Major League, it's too high, it's too high, right? No, yeah. it was high, it was far, it was indeed gone. But it went so high, it was... <laughs> It got picked up on radar by the local airport. <laughs> That's how high that ball went. <laughs> I'm not is making that, that hyperbole, up. or are you being serious? It is not hyperbole, Rick. You're kidding me. <laughs> it is a parabolic arch, not hyperbolic. How about that? <laughs> That's legitimate. Parabolic, not hyperbolic. Well okay. played, sir. Yeah. Very wonderful so, linguistics. We'll get to the Reds a little bit more on the emoji tears. Um, <laughs> but I'm very excited about this team all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, probably because I know who half these guys are because they came from the Mariners organization, right? <laughs> right. When that, that trade, yeah. But also, like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if Ellie De La Cruz is the spark this team needs to go on a run and make, make a run at the wild card. They're not going to... I don't know. They might make a run of the division. They've got the Brewers and the Pirates ahead of them. 
right? And the Pirates, only four games who back. I like, who I like, mm-hmm. I like the Pirates, yeah, but too. they can lose six in a row just as fast as they can win five, win six in a row, right? So 100%. this division is wide open, and the Reds, if they continue to play this way, have a legitimate shot. They're three games back in the wild card today, and Brig, as I was watching the Reds play the Dodgers, the Dodgers broadcasters were actively cheering for Ellie De La Cruz. As the Reds were beating the Dodgers. It's pretty exciting. So, yeah, exciting. If you have not watched the Reds, go watch the Reds. He's legit, and he is so fun to watch. That triple he hit on his second game should have been a double. Most guys would be standing on second. He was easily in the third for a triple. Didn't you say he's the fastest guy in baseball right now? That's what they say. It's between him and Cor- him and uh, Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll, I think, upped his sprint speed a little bit yesterday, like over the weekend. Yeah. But Ellie De La Cruz has logged one of the two fastest times in baseball as far as, for, as far as home to third. I think it was the fastest home to third, um, and Corbin Carroll's first to third is the fastest. So, so crazy. I'm very excited that you're excited. Well, thank you. However, I'm glad. I need to see more than six games and 27, 20, 20, 22 at-bats. I'm well, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I understand that. But I, I feel like there's an impact a guy can have in six games that can carry, right? Like, because totally. We, we said the same thing about Corbin Carroll at the beginning of the season. It's like, whoa, like we did. Legit, right. And he's, he's carried. He's right now yeah. a runner up in the outfield voting for the And outfield. Jeremy Pena. Same with Jeremy Pena. Like, we were like, whoa, whatever. And then boom. Yeah. Why are they all shortstops, Brad? Why? Because the shortstop is. Uh, one of the most athletic positions on the field because the philosophy is strong up the middle defensively and shortstop, you've got to have a good arm. You've got to be athletic. You've got to be fast. And over the last 10 years or so, um, shortstops can hit. Totally. Here's my real question though. The deeper question, what is happening at the lower levels? Why are there an over? Why is there an overabundance of really great shortstops, and we're seeing a dearth of talent at third base, for example? So left field. Um, so here's one thing I think: Where do you, in little league where do you put your best player, your most athletic player? Shortstop for shortstop. sure. Yeah. Have you ever played shortstop, Brig? Yeah, it's really hard. It's, it's, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun if you can do it. Yeah, if you can do it and do it well. It's a lot of fun. Agreed. So. And I, I think that guys grow up playing shortstop because they're the most athletic guy in Little League. They get to be the most athletic guy in high school. And it's one of those weeder positions, right? Like, if this kid can play shortstop, at this, he's the best player on the team, and he will continue to be until he's not, and then he'll get moved to third base yeah. where you don't need as much range or you get moved to first base where you can field and, you can, and everything you can hit, but you don't have the range that you had at shortstop. So it's almost like a status symbol, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. there was... Um, Marte, the kid Marte, who was in the Mariner system that got traded to the Reds, um, he was doing a Q&A on Instagram a couple years ago, and somebody asked me, he said, what position do you want to make it to the bigs? And he said, shortstop. Like, right. Bro, you're not going to make it to the bigs at the shortstop in the Mariners organization. They just signed J.P. Crawford to a long-term deal. That's why they traded him, because he's blocked, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. he's not going to make it to shortstop, make it to the Reds as a shortstop, because I've got Ellie De La Cruz, he can play shortstop. He's way too big yeah. to be third baseman. I don't care what anybody right. says. So <laughs> I feel like it's it's like a status symbol for guys. It's like the elite position, right? Because you move. Who moved? Here's a little 
trivia yeah, question yeah, for you, yeah, Brig. Yeah. Who is the guy who moved from shortstop to third base as he got older and lost range? Uh, Played for the oh, Yankees. man. Yeah, number 13. I don't like Alex this Rodriguez. guy. Yeah. The A-Rod, yeah. Yeah, A-Rod. I kept thinking right. A-A-Ron. I'm like, A-A-Ron, A-A-Ron. that is not. <laughs> I must be really tired. But, but see, like, if a guy can play, continue to play shortstop, he continues to be the most athletic and one of the best guys on the field. So I, I think that's honestly what it is, is that mm. it continues to be the most athletic guy on, on the team, or one of them. If he's not in the outfield, he's playing shortstop. It's just interesting. It feels like, according to that logic, everybody comes into Major League Baseball playing shortstop, pitching, or catching. And then eventually, <laughs> through the farm system, they're spread out, and they made their well, way they to were, field. though. At some point, though, they were. Like, they I know. were all playing shortstop, pitching, and, yeah. and catching. Bryce Harper, brother Harper, was a catcher. He was drafted. He had been a catcher. Exactly. They moved him to the outfield to, prefer, to preserve his knees, right? Because they're exactly. like, he can, play. he can learn to play outfield. You know, so it happens. It, it is the way it goes. Everybody is a shortstop yeah. catcher and pitcher until they are told otherwise, or a team says, "We know you can do this, but we need you to do this because we have a right. guy who does shortstop better." Right. Speaking of the Reds, the Mets seem to be eyeing Reds Diaz to bolster their bullpen efforts. Um, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It well, not ever. It's close though. <laughs> This is close to the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The Reds, we just talked about them. They're only like three games back in the wild card. They're going to make mm-hmm. a run at the division if they can stay hot. If it has something to do with Ellie De La Cruz, that's great. Or it's those rocket fire City Connect jerseys I love so much. <laughs> I don't know which sparked them, but that they're not going to trade that guy. Anyway, let's move on to notable injuries. Well, hold on. I, I have I, I do have something I want to say about that real quick. I Fine. feel like that's like... <laughs> Just because the reason I think so, I do think this is absurd. And the reason I think it's absurd is because to me, it's like baseball elitism. It's like one of the, it's like a top tier team, like the Mets who have a whole bunch of money just being like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to come get your player from you. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. And like the Mets are terrible. They've got a ton of other stuff they've got to sort out. Whereas the Reds, like I said, can make a run. Like why on earth would they get rid of their best closer? They're not going to do it. Like, there's no reason for them to make that deal at all. No, unless way. the Mets are like, "We'll give you like Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor." You know, like the Reds are holding all the cards in that deal, and they're not going to do it. It's so dumb. That the Mets are just like, "Yeah, we want this guy." What That's if they were to offer All Star Jeff McNeil, the fake All Star Jeff McNeil? <laughs> 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 Pretty sweet deal there, Brad. <laughs> He's blocking the Reds organization, Brick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about injuries. Liam Hendricks uh, goes to the 15-day IL with elbow inflammation, rut row. There was a flexor strain last season. He missed like two or three weeks or whatever it was. So um, I, I wrote this question on here for you, Brick. Like, okay. could that could that be chemo-related? Do you think he came back too soon? Because yeah, that does a be. number on you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I wonder if he came back full bore too soon. Could be, man. And that's what Who happened. knows? Who knows? But uh, give him a few, you know? Who cares, man? Right. He's, Take as long as he I needs. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> The not fact that he's able to come back and pitch is 
at all. A huge deal. Like literally at all. Yeah. Not just within a mere weeks of finishing his final chemo treatment. And the White Sox, okay, they are about four and a half games back or whatever. But Cleveland's baseball team is not just going to roll over, and neither is Minnesota. So I don't know what you do. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do if you're the White Sox organization because you need the guy if you're going to make a run, but you need him not right now. So give him time right now, figure all this out, and then when you want to make that little push, probably after the All-Star break is the time that you want to make sure Liam Hendricks is totally on. Yeah, and honestly, I think the White Sox are going to be selling at the deadline. Yeah, like if there's anybody who wants to take Liam Hendricks and the price is right, they'll let go of him. Okay. So, anyway, which would buy him some more time unless it's a contender, and I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him the rest of the year. Pete Alonso's out for three to four weeks with left wrist injury, so there will be no polar bear bombs for the next little while. Jordan Alvarez is on the ten day IL with oblique discomfort. <laughs> oh, bleep discomfort. I love when it's that vague and also that precise at the same time. He's like, ow. <laughs> like, oh, think about that though. Like, you know, I understand. A guy, I'm... a guy who swings a bat that hard and is that uh, big, yeah. like as an organization, if he swings a bat and goes, ow, you're like, put the bat down. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Guy with the clipboard, he's like, not, <laughs> Need to not have you picking that bat up for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Noah Sindergaard. That's how many A's are in his name. He goes to the IL with a blister. <laughs> and there's no timetable for return. So this Put is that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the blister. Honestly, it's not. Uh this he he needs to get right. He's having major issues this year, and and Dave Roberts even said he's like he's got stuff issues. He's got mental issues right now because he is so down on how his stuff is, and we we may not see him pitch for the Dodgers again. I wouldn't be surprised if they DFA him. That's what I'm thinking. He is in he has a negative 08 WAR, zero point eight in the in the tank. His ERA currently on the season is 7.16 over 12 games. That's bad. Yeah. In case you're wondering, for all you actuaries out there, 7.16 is horrible. Um, all right. He's going to get cut from the Angels or the Dodgers. That's really cool. He'll go to the Angels and uh, they'll. Well, he was with more. the Angels last year. I don't think they'll. Ha- I don't think they'll bring him back. <laughs> you don't think they'll bring him back? I'm like just going to ping pong him around. Is what I was thinking. <laughs> he just wants to stay in Southern California as long as possible. Exactly with that hair. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you for picking that up. All right. I got to talk about my favorite thing to talk about right now. You ready? I'm okay. so excited. Yeah. I've been waiting. I'm glad you waited for me. It's been like three weeks since Brig brought this up to me, baseball family, just so you guys know. I want to know who's in charge of baseball, Zen, and why did they mess it up? (laughs) Because it is no longer the casual sort of invitation to breathe and center yourself and relax. And as a guy who appreciates that, 
<laughs> I uh, don't appreciate the changes. <laughs> there, the volume is too loud. The clock is too fast. The the background noise and all that is is too piercings, too sharp. Ugh. Yeah, they Brad. did change it up because last year it was just like ambient noise, right? Like it was like the rain on the tarp. There was the one that did sound like fingernails on the chalkboard to me. It was the uh, the the chalk roller thing. It was the squeaky the wheel. Yeah, I hated that so yeah. much. Like I would take it didn't bother me over that, but yeah, but no, like it was just the ambient noise of baseball then. But now it's like they have like the cheer of the crowd, which I enjoy, but not when I'm trying to relax because it sends me in the other direction. It is not zen. Same. That is pump Same. me up. Same. And then they've or got really the ones me, depending on the clip. They've got the ones where the you know the cleats are hitting the dirt and it's this crunching noise with lots of like bass and it's like mm-hmm. an it's not baseball zen anymore. Now it's an ASMR commercial right. with up with super hyper focused baseball shots. Yeah, that's like, exactly what it is. It's more ASMR than zen. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. I will say Call though, I love else. the sound of spikes against dirt though. So do I, but not yeah, when I'm trying not, to breathe. Yeah, not in that situation. <laughs> I'm like, look, just manage my expectations. You made a promise. I want you to deliver. If you're not going to deliver, then go do call it something else. Oh, I'm what still if upset. They, what if they made it more lo-fi? Would that, would that change? I don't it? know. I'd like to see that. I'm not hmm. against it. I'm not against the idea. Yeah. Be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Brad, why don't you hit us with some fantasy updates, yeah? Fantasy. Okay. Week 10 matchups. I'm going to end with ours, Brig, because you and I were head-to-head last week, and I took advantage of you being at Shul. Uh, Okay, so let's start at the bottom of the list then. So we've got Harrisburg, Charlie's, that's John, against Jason. Not another fantasy team. Jason is is a co-host of the Philly Baseball Together podcast. Jason won this one 436 to 309. His top performer was Andrew Vaughn of the White Sox. He had 54 points. Jason had a pretty even point distribution because his next his next guy in line was Nathaniel Lowe, who also had 54 points. Um, and then John's high score was Vlad Guerrero Jr. with 61. Um, mm. Jason improved seven and three. John is one and nine. And then we also have Burns Turner Overdrive. That's Tori, another host of the Philly Baseball Together podcast against Denise Grace Under Fire. She is the host of the North Chicago Baseball Together podcast. She won that one 575 to 444. Her top performer once again, Brig, for I think the third or fourth week in a row, Mr. Frederick Freeman with 94 points. Yeah. And Tori's top performer is actually Christian Walker with 66 points. Oh, that's not bad. Denise is six and four. Tori is three and seven. Yeah. Then we have Mike, our listener participant, Devastation Incorporated. Was it? Uh, he anyway. He went up against. I forgot what I say. He went up against Jewel, Big League Chupacabra. Jewel is my co-host on the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. Uh, Mike won that one six fourteen to five forty eight. Um, Mike's top performer is Matt Olson with 71 points. And surprisingly enough, Jewel's top performer was Jake Cronenworth with 65 points. I saw a TikTok video that called Jake Cronenworth, Jake Cronenworthless. That's how we're just going to say that these days in San Diego. Can't believe he was the top performer. That's a weird day. That's a weird week for Jewel. That doesn't make any sense. It really is. Yeah. He, 
because he's he's eight and two. That was only his second loss. He's eight and two. Mike is seven and three. And then last but not least, our matchup, Brig. Uh, you are you and John. I think were the only ones I would have beat this week. Yep. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) So I I'm Julio. Think you are Brig is Brigger Mortis. Uh, I won four hundred eight to three sixty three. My top performer was actually Corbin Carroll with 62 points. Yours was Ty France with 51 points. I had a bad four week. And six. Brig, you are also four and six. Wow, and you've improved that. dramatically. I've won three of my last four. That's incredible. I I'm did really not make the winning streak threshold, but I've won three out of the last four. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's two, in case you're wondering at home. <laughs> it's three. It's, it's two. It's three. I'm going to put that clip on TikTok forever <laughs> so we can always reference it. Yeah, please so do. do it split it with the last one where I yelled at you. <laughs> that All one's right, baseball. On but anyway, hold yeah. on. Before we go, before oh, we yeah. take a break, we got to let you guys know about Versus Game Baseball. Oh, family. this is exciting. We are always asking what you think about the topics that we bring up on the show. We want listener participation. Now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us. We've partnered with Versus Game to bring you games where you can actually make money from participating in polls and trivia. That's right. If you're on the winning side of a poll or get a trivia question right, you can win actual real dollars. Dollar dollar bills. bills. Money. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. You can play for free or you can buy ticket bundles to play. And you can play against other listeners and Versus Game users. So head over to btpod.onverses.com on your mobile browser. It's the best place to do it. It's the way it's set up. And you can sign up and you can play our polls and trivia games. We're going to have, uh, we don't have any active at this moment, but we will have some active this week. I'm going to say Wednesday. You can go check it out on Wednesday. We will have them active then. But again, that's btpod.onverses.com to sign up and play Versus Game with us. A baseball family. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk emoji tears. Welcome back, baseball family. Like we said, this uh, we're going to get into our emoji tears. This is one of my favorite things that we do. I love doing these, probably because it's like the lazy man version of power rankings. Because yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard going one through thirty, but grouping them into five, it's not easy. But it sure is easier than doing one through thirty. So it's easier, yeah. All right, here we go. So let's get these these uh, emoji tears up here. I have mine first on the PowerPoint here this time, Brick, so I'm going to start it off. Okay, do it. With my diamond tier, I have the Rays, Rangers, and Braves. As much as it pains me to put the Rangers in there, they are so, so, so good. So good. Why does it pain but, you? Because they're an AL West team. I don't want them. I don't want AL West. Oh, I forget that you're a the- whiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not so much that i don't want an al west team that's not the mariners to be in the diamond tier it's that i don't like the rangers because they're an al west team that's really what it comes right. down to yeah, yeah 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 so anyway i would move to the next one but brig go ahead with your diamond tier because <laughs> my diamond tier i'm not upset about um it's pretty straightforward it's the rays the Braves and the Rangers. <laughs> uh, again, baseball family, just for those of you that may be new, we don't collaborate on these. We don't go uh, back and forth and, and talk about them until we get on the show. So, Brad, 
in your face. I've been calling the Rangers being awesome all season long. I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep alibi, keep the alibi here that I didn't think it would be this season. I didn't think right. it would be this early. I thought it would be next. And even with Jacob deGrom out, I'm still not worried about them being awesome. I think Jonah Heim is a big part of it. I think, uh, you know, anyway. I, I told just you, think, man, he's he's an underrated catcher. I actually dude. am really happy for him that he's in the top two of all-star voting because he, he deserves it. He totally does. Yep, he totally does. So uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager kind of in a new spot. Corey Seager Very, is otherworldly right now, I know. by the way. God, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought to me, like the way he was last year, I know he was hurt off and on last year, but it was almost like the dude got paid and that's it. Right. But that's, yeah. that's not a seeker thing to do. Right. No. So like, I was a little bit confused by it, but also kind of like, I get it. But no, like this, he's earning his paycheck this yeah. year for sure. You know who I'm most excited for or, and or about is Nate Evaldi. Like, Talk about a second life. That dude has picked it up and has started screaming forward. Whatever metaphor I was trying to use there. He's doing great, Brad. He's doing awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and then the Braves, the super duh, you know, they, Uh they might, they might be the most well-rounded, well-balanced team in baseball. Um, The Tampa Bay Rays just simply cannot lose. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) The Rays, and that's the thing that's crazy is that over the weekend it was like, man, the Rays and Rangers, whoa, the Rays blew the Rangers out of the water. Right. <laughs> like, Strongest team good. in baseball, Tampa yeah. Bay Rays. Best yeah. overall team in baseball, probably the Atlanta Braves. Except when they lose to the Nats by six, six to two. That oh, really yeah, upset that. me yesterday. Yeah, I'll tell sense. you about that later because I've okay. been talking about that. But anyway, all right, on to the heart tier. My heart tier, I have the Pirates, Yankees, Dodgers, Orioles, Marlins, Diamondbacks, Phillies, and Astros. Not in that order because, remember, these are tiers. They're not They're not in order. But if I did have to put an order to it, the Phillies would be at the bottom. I'm doing this a lot based on the fact that there was a lot of teams in my question mark tier. I had to bump one team up because I didn't have enough in my heart tier. And the Phillies were the winner in that regard. Mm. Um. Because I feel like I really do feel it like they're just a shade under 500. I feel like they can break out any day. And I keep saying about the, that about the Padres, too. The Padres could break out and just explode any day and not look back. I feel the same way about the Phillies. But I feel so, more so about the Phillies because I don't feel like they have the clubhouse issues that apparently the Padres have. Right. So and I'm big... still in on the Pirates, by the way. Yep. I am, Until... too. Yeah, I'm in on the Pirates. The Marlins are a really good team to me. They're sitting quite a bit, quite a ways over 500. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have the standings right here. I should take a look. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll pull them up for you. They're 37 and 29 going into Monday. Right. They're 561 is their ranking. They're, and they have as much firepower in that roster as anybody. Their issue is their pitching, but it seems like they've yep. been better. Sal- Sandy Alcantara has been up and down, mostly down this year. But if that yeah. dude gets right, they're going to be a dangerous team. They're eight and two in their last ten. The Marlins are. I so, know. Yeah. Uh, watch yeah. out now. Yeah, exactly right. Watch out. Okay, Brig. Who do you have in your heart tier? So my heart tier consists of Baltimore. So I've got the Orioles, Pirates, D-backs, Astros, Marlins, Blue Jays, Dodgers, Yankees. 
The only reason the Dodgers are in this category is because you have to put them there. Their record is 37 and 29. However, I am not confident in the Dodgers at this point at all. They're three and seven in their last 10. I think uh, they're three and a half games behind Arizona and probably sliding. The only reason that they're not further back is because the the Giants just aren't very good right now. The Padres cannot figure things out. And then you've got the Rockies and we don't have to talk about that. So um, yeah, if the Dodgers were in a handful of other divisions, they'd be in big trouble. So they're so, the um, ones that I need to justify. So, and one thing about the Dodgers, I was thinking about this as I was putting this together is if this was a weekly thing, I would absolutely have the Dodgers down one, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think so. And the Diamondbacks, man, like the Dodgers are in trouble. <laughs> the Dodgers I, are not going to win that division. <laughs> I don't think that, I mean, if things keep going the way they're going, it would be really hard for them to win the division. The Diamondbacks they're, look like world beaters right now. They do. They're 40 and 25 overall. And I don't understand. Corbin Carroll, probably going to win NL rookie of the year at this point. Yeah. Um, they've, he's what has he got a 3.0 f war 3 3.1 or something like that um it's awesome they've got Cattell Marte has figured it out dude he's back he's back he's back that's the coolest thing ever i'm so I know. excited i'm so i'm so excited for him too because i've been waiting for it since i've been here for him to be back and i yep. am pumped that he is yep the yeah. last time we was a couple years ago when they were uh, when he was the only D back in the All Star game and we mm-hmm. were all just loving him. Uh, and well, then he, he came from Seattle. I was like, man, this dude's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, and then you have to talk about Zach Gallen. That dude. He got man. roughed up against the Tigers yesterday. I got to watch that game yesterday because it was on Peacock. Yeah, uh, he but... got roughed up some, but the thing is, is that offense is so good. Like yeah. I joked about this on Facebook. I told Mel, she's like, "Oh man, they're gonna lose." I was like, "No, no, no, it's five to two. They're playing the Tigers. They're never out of this thing." Yeah, and sure enough, Here's... they came back and they stormed back and won. Here's the other thing: Zach Gallon's ERA. He got roughed up against the Tigers. His ERA is still three zero, three point zero zero. So still I'm good. like, you get roughed up, you you raise your ERA to three. Well, and okay. for him, roughed up is relative because it's he only fine. gave, I think he gave up four or five runs as all. Well. Yeah, I, I'm hot <laughs> on the D-backs right now. I'm still all in on the Pirates. I'm loving them. The Blue Jays are, yep. are bangers when they are on. When they're off, it's awful. Terrible. But I, you have to talk about them. You have to include Houston, 37 and 29. But they, they slid a little bit this month for me as well. Um, and then the Yankees... I, <sighs> It was really hard for me to include the Yankees in this tier, even though I'm a big old fatty fat superior Yankees fan. uh, (laughs) And I feel all the kind of smug all the time, but they are in trouble a little bit right now. Um, They've got kind of a, anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I'll just get angry. The point is I'm worried. (laughs) Let's move on. Worried. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's go to my question mark. Okay. You talked about the Blue Jays. I have them here with Cleveland's yeah. baseball team, the Giants, right. Red Sox, Reds, Brewers, Twins, Angels. So I had the it's Blue Jays here just because, like you said, that like I don't feel like you know who this team is day to day. You don't know what kind of stuff their manager is going to do from day to day. They have all kinds of issues on that team with like 
with Bass and Manoa. Like, granted, those are completely different issues in and of themselves with both of those guys. But like, you were relying on Alec Manoa returning to form, be who was a Cy Young finalist last year, and now he's down in the Florida Complex Complex League. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that is a big time problem. But then you still got Bobachet raking, Vlad Guerrero raking, right? So yep. And Matt Chapman being Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's so, awesome. So, like, yeah, you've got issues on that team. You've got bright spots. So I, I don't know who they are day to day. That's my big question mark there. I put the Reds here just because I do need them to work up. I'm really high on the Reds right now, like I talked about earlier. They're, I didn't I didn't feel like I could put them in the heart tier quite yet just because they've got to prove a little bit more sustainability than what they've had over the last two weeks. But I think that they're a dangerous team. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to ruin a lot of teams' days along the way like yeah it could be yeah Um, i think they've got a lot of talent on that team and if they can get that and sometimes like it's just the cohesion right and they seem like they have it a couple years ago i said the red sure made losing look a whole lot of fun this team that's true winning look like a whole lot of fun (laughs) so suddenly suddenly yeah so i i think that's what the reds have going for them and i think it can carry a lot uh i don't think that they can compete with like the diamondbacks dodgers um braves but no no but they're they're a a mid to upper echelon team right now i feel like but i need them to show like i said a little bit more consistency before i move them up out of the question mark the brewers i don't know what what i'm getting from them you can't get swept by the a's and be any higher than question mark in my opinion and then the al central is a big fat question mark you've got the leaders uh with the twins right now who are a 500 team and then you've got cleveland just behind them by a game and a half don't know who they are day to day so i don't know that that's a big problem for me and same thing with the red sox you don't know which team's showing up to the ballpark from day to day and my big one right here i'm gonna i gotta talk about the angels for a minute i -hmm. feel like the angels have the worst manager in major league baseball right now with bill nevin and shohei otani i saw an article that said that he is feeling fatigued and it's got to be his back because he's carrying that team (laughs) yeah legitimately he and mike trout are carrying that team that is the only reason they are 36 and 31 the manager is doing his very best to prevent that but they're doing it anyway um like i i put them here just because like i don't bet on the angels because i don't know what they're going to do every any day right like like this if you want to know like hey brad which teams don't you bet on take the reds out because i have been the rest of this group (laughs) because i don't know who they're going to be day to day that's exactly right (laughs) so that's exactly right that's my that's my question mark here. Mine's very similar. Um, I've got the Mariners, Giants, Padres, Red Sox, Phillies, Brewers, Twins, and Angels. And it's interesting that I got the Twins here because they are at the top of the division right now. Angels, for every reason you said, uh, the Giants. I, I, the Giants are only here because I didn't want to overload the tiers below. Um, the Brewers really upset me by getting swept by the A's. Uh, I mean, I'm not personally offended, but they upset my power ranking options. And so I was like, well, fine. And I stuck them here out of spite. But this is where they have to be. The Friars are lucky to be in this spot, honestly. Like San Diego, it's amazing that they're even this, that I'm even this confident in their capabilities. This is purely a product in my decision making matrix of their vast talent. Like you said, the ability that they have at any moment to come out banging. And that could be a bad day for a lot of people. It just hasn't happened yet. So I still hold out hope. 
the dang Red Sox are, I think they're right at 500. And if they were in any other they division, they wouldn't be having so many problems. They're just victims of the AL East. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But that's that's my question mark here. I've got the Phillies in there. I feel like I need to clarify the Phillies thing a little bit because you're excited about them. I'm a little low on them right now uh, because I'm They're seven a, three a, in their last ten. Yeah, I'm a sad, angry little man. Basically, is the reason the <laughs> Phillies are down here. <laughs> Out of spite, spite. <laughs> just, I just need more from them, man. I just, I can't, I can't. We've been needing more here. from them for the last five years, Brig. That's even why the fact they I'm made upset. it to the World Series last year. We still needed more from them because they're a good team. That I. Th- I think that's exactly why I'm upset. They're eight games behind the Braves. I'm not sure they're going to do anything to catch them, even though there's a lot of baseball left. They're not even above 500 right now. I'm really just disappointed. They have every reason to be swinging for the fences and making a run at this again, and they're not, and it's bugging me. So they're going to be a wild card team. That's I'm saying that right now. They're a game and a okay. half back in the wild card right now. They're going to make okay. the wild card. They will. All right. But again, question mark, you don't know. So right, you don't know. <laughs> All right, let's know. go to my thumbs down. My thumbs down. I've got the Padres, Mets, Cardinals, White Sox, the Mariners, Rockies, Cubs, and Tigers. The Mariners, I'll get to the Mariners in a minute. Yeah, you but uh, the Padres, <laughs> like we said, they're just they're such a mess right now. I don't understand any of it. Um, I have a feeling they're gonna have to sell off a lot of so they're going to have to sell off some pieces of the deadline because they're not getting Bally money to pay those contracts. So they're going to get worse. Yeah. Um, the Mets are awful. Big fat mess, despite being the top payroll in baseball. Turns out you cannot buy a championship anymore in Major League Baseball. Look at that. And I think the Yankees figured out, and that's why they're not spending a whole bunch of money anymore. <laughs> Look at that. Cashman oh. learned something, Brick. It's all in player oh. development. <laughs> that's it's right. It should be because the farm system's awesome. Okay. Okay, uh, Cardinals, uh, not good. They had a good, like, five days, and they're not good anymore. People calling for Marmol, Ollie Marmol's head again. The White Sox are terrible. Absolute mess. They'll be selling at the trade deadline, and I hope Tim Anderson comes to Seattle, but that's just me. Um, the Rockies <laughs> yeah, right. are not a good team. Not at all. The Cubs are just – the Cubs are, like, question mark material where you don't know where they're going to get from day to day, but you can kind of count on them being bad because they're bad more than they're good. Um, yep. I've heard a lot of, seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about how David Ross is awful as a manager, which I was uh, not expecting. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the Tigers are not a good team. Um, no. They have so they have some decent pieces. Like um, Spencer Torkelson's a good player. Javi Baez mm-hmm. shows flashes of him old of his old self every once in a while. Um, and Akil Badu Clemens. is a good player, but Clemens, Cody Clemens has turned out to be a pretty decent first baseman. Yeah, but other than that, though, like the sum of their pieces, and I watched I watched Miggy score from first yesterday against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> that was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> like they should have they should have timed him with a sundial. It was uh, <laughs> it took him freaking forever. To get, I couldn't believe that he actually did it. He was laughing as he rounded third because he knew how long it was taking him. <laughs> It and they're so waving funny. him home. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need nachos first. <laughs> Pretty, <a> much. <laughs> Pretty much. Now for the Mariners, they're they're a hot mess right now. I saw a meme today. Somebody, so there's a picture of Jared Kelnick from a couple years ago holding up a believe sign. 
and somebody scratched out the believe part and they wrote help. Oh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> accurate. Yes. Something is wrong yeah. in Seattle. I cannot figure out what it is. Yeah. The pitching has gone to crap. Um, yeah. The pitchers, the, they have the worst ERA in baseball having after having the had the best. It's almost like the pitchers are on strike. They're like, we're not going to pitch well until you, until you start hitting well. You give us run run support, then we'll start pitching well. That feels like what has happened because yeah. the pitching has been so bad the last two weeks. Um, and it's the hitting hasn't gotten much better. They freaking brought up Mike Ford from AAA because he opted out of his minor league deal. Yeah, And they're like, well, I guess we bring him up or we lose him. It's like, just lose him. The dude can't hit big league pitching. He's hit. He's got two, three hits. In the two weeks he's been up, that's granted two of them are home runs, but still, like, you've got to have more than that from your DH. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Like, make or at first Ty- base, but you're not going to move Ty France. So no, you're you're going to keep Ty France there because he's hitting. Julio Rodriguez yeah. is hitting again. Teoscar uh, uh, Hernandez had an outstanding road trip. The dude was killing the ball. So it's like now the offense is starting to come around, but then the pitching has like gone on strike but hasn't come back yet. So yeah. I don't know. They're a mess. They get, they're going to have to make a, a couple deals before the deadline to figure things out or just start selling guys off and be like, you know what? We'll bring up some guys from the minor leagues and see if they're ready for next year. I don't know. It's frustrating, though. It is absolutely ridiculous right now. And big fat <laughs> thumbs down for the Mariners. Yeah. Go ahead, Brick. All right. My thumbs down is Cleveland's baseball club. The New York met the betters and <laughs> the cards, the white socks. Uh, those socks aren't white right now. Um, the brown? Reds, Cubs, I guess and they're not Tigers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Reds, Cubs, and Tigers. Um, I'm not high on the Reds like Brad is. I think that's okay to say. Um, I need, I just need to see more. I, I could see, give me another week of what they've been doing. And I'll bump them up, but I don't. I need more still. I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah, I. I think you covered everything really well. I want Ollie Marmal's head. Um, yeah, I think all of these teams, if they're not in an active rebuild and don't know exactly what they're doing, then it's time to. It's time to sell. Time to sell. Time to work this trade deadline for all it's worth and support the upper echelon of teams making a run and tuck your tail and, and go home. So Play for basically, <laughs> yeah, collect a paycheck for the rest of the season and go away. There you go. That's how I feel about these teams. I know Cleveland's a, is a tough sell because they're only a game and a half back of the twins. Um, but just like Brad said, they're, they're, you're not, you don't know what you're going to get every day. They're not even above 500 right now. They're 31 and 34. And I'm just sick of seeing – I'm here's what I'm sick of with Cleveland's baseball team is we're like, oh, they don't – just don't worry. They're good. Just don't worry. It's going to be okay. The problem is they're in a division with the White Sox, the Tigers, the Royals, and the Twins. The Twins, the only reason they're in first place is because they're the only team at 500. They're not above 500. They're at 500. And we're going to get into this in a minute, but the AL Central teams – are the worst it's the worst division in baseball by a boatload the al central teams are 88 and 140 when playing teams outside of their division so don't come at me about cleveland's baseball team needing to be a little higher on my list okay 
we can move oh, hold on, on hold on before we move on i have a okay. question for you brig how about this yeah I'm so fine <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm still no. real snotty right no, no, now. No, no, no. You're fine because I was thinking about this while you were talking about Cleveland. And I wonder so, Terry Francona was in Boston for eight years one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. Um, he's been in Cleveland for longer than that. He's been there for 11 years. Whoa. This is year 11. So, is it time to move on? Yeah, that, that might be the answer. I think that could be it. Yeah. That, that Tito's stale, which as much as we love him, as much as everybody, I, and I, I know he took time off for health related issues. Yeah. But still, that's a long time to be in one place. I think Tito might be stale in Cleveland. T- Tito, Tito had, you know, after 2016, I think it took him a while to kind of recover from that. And then, it, but it, we just haven't gotten back there. Uh, last season, they made a pretty good push. But as of right now, I'm not seeing the same verve. I'm just not right yeah so maybe he's getting the mad dog uh you know same problem madden yeah because so, he's only what I he's call only him. he's only <laughs> he's only managed just barely over uh where is it? oh he's managed 300 more games in cleveland than he did in boston yeah so it's i think it's games. probably time yeah 1500 so too that's a 16. good point that's some spot on analysis there, my friend. Well, trends, timely. You know. <laughs> All right, go let's talk about poop. Poop. Okay, my poop tier has the A's, Nats, Royals. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. Despite the sweep, the A's are still they've still only won seventeen games. Still not good, um, and I don't think they're going anywhere. And uh, it'd be nice if they proved me wrong, but I sure don't want them to catch Seattle because that would be embarrassing. The Royals are not much better, honestly. They've won 18 games. The only the only way they're better is that they have they are 92 runs better in the run differential <laughs> column because the A's yeah. are minus 194 and the Royals are minus 102. So yeah. got that going for them, which is nice. And then the Nats are not a good team either, despite having beat the Braves yesterday. Um, a, a broken clock is wrong twice a day, so that's fine. That's the way it goes. Tell us about your robust poop tier, Brig. I have a robust poop tier. The A's have only won seven games at home. The Royals have only won nine games at home. Okay? That should speak for itself. Oh, my goodness. Let's move over to the Nationals, who've only won 12 games at home. Ah, man. The Rockies have only... Well, the Rockies are 16 and 19 at home. So that's not that bad. They've only so the Rockies are so games. funny. Like I was, I was watching them a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if I told you this. I was watching them, and they were just so bad defensively. I was like, when you're that bad, like with your pitching, you can't be this bad with your defense. No, <laughs> because they're they're never going to get elite pitching being in Colorado. Yeah. Like that's just the way it works. Or just like the so, Mariners don't get elite hitting because of their ballpark. It's the same thing. But like, yeah, you can't be that bad defensively when you're that bad. You're with not, your pitching you're not allowed to be uh so in my last tier i said that those teams need to start thinking about moving some pieces this tier doesn't they don't have pieces to move <laughs> <laughs> the royals do the royals do the royals they have do. they have salvi perez but the their gm is like no we're not moving him well hey, Why? he's getting old anyway why not i don't care yeah, he, somebody would I bring know. him on as a dh oh, he's for still sure. a good dh 
For sure. I totally agree. DH. I should take anybody who can swing a bat and make contact yeah, with the agency at least yeah, days. Exactly. Because you don't have it. It's not Mike Ford. Not Mike Ford, not AJ Pollock. I'm sorry. No. All right. That's my emoji tier stuff. Brad and I, uh, we have a working theory about what's happening in the league right now. And ultimately, it comes down to the balanced schedule. We think that, uh, at least, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Brad. I think. That well, we, the reason some yeah. teams are so bad and so many teams are so good, but they're log jammed all in the same divisions because of this new balance schedule crap. And right. I'm not I thought I was I'm gonna s- like it, but same. I was just gonna say that. Like I wanted to like it. I loved it at first. Here we are in June, and I'm not happy at all. It's right. a failed experiment. So looking at the standings now, like how it's how like like you said, there's teams that are log jammed in certain divisions. You kind of have to have them beat up on each other to even things out a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, you see this in the NBA as well. You've seen it for years where the Eastern Conference, where it was like, okay, they play a heavier schedule in the Eastern Conference, which you have here. You have a heavier schedule in the American League if you're an AL team. And then you have a he- even more so than that, you have a heavier schedule within your division. That's normal. That's how things go. That's how divisions work, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw the same thing in the NBA. It's like you'd have t- see, you'd see teams in the Eastern Conference like, man, the, the East is really top heavy, but then they go play the West. It's like, oh, gee, they're getting crushed yeah <laughs> you know exactly. and that's the way you're seeing things right now like the al east is loaded but it's because they're going and beating up on the al central a yeah ton, you know and a bunch of national league teams and yes all this yeah it's crazy it's absolutely bananas but yeah, is this the reason we get to be high on the orioles or is the are the orioles really that good i think they're that good but it is something to note same with the d-backs if the Dodgers weren't getting hammered by some of these other teams that they are seeing more often than they usually do, would that be a factor in the D-back success? So, so I, I, I think the D-backs are legit. They have a good team. Um, Cause this, this is the thing with the D-backs is that they have a lot of talent on that team. It's just that last year they dealt with injuries and underperformance, right? Yeah. This year, everybody's healthy and everybody is playing at the at peak level, right? They got Lourdes Goriel, who was a, who was a really good player in, in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's go, he's crushing it, crushing Somehow. it. Somehow, yes, it's amazing. But I think this is who the Dodgers are. I think this is who they've been. It's that they were able to benefit from beating up on um, the D-backs when they were bad, yeah, and the Rockies, right, and the Giants right. when they weren't good. That's right. what I mean. Yeah, I, I think I think it's done a couple things. Like we talked about, it's created a logjam in some divisions, allowed the AL East, some of the teams in the AL East, to pad their their record. But it's kind of exposed the Dodgers, um, the Orioles. As far as the Orioles go, I think this is who they are. I think they, I think we've seen their true identity come out as well. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's everyone's true identity, right? Totally. That's Maybe a good that's way to look at what it. What it actually. comes down to is that we is that the league is not nearly as balanced as what we thought it was for years because the AL Central was just beating up on itself, and the team that was the best, maybe the Twins, was taking sure. advantage of playing the Royals and the Tigers a whole lot, right? Right. And maybe right. and right. maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is a good thing, but we just don't like it because of the way that it looks in the standings. Yeah, it doesn't look good right now, but that's a good perspective, Brad. That's that's actually enlightening, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I had not thought about it that way. Baseball family, what do you think? Are you are you uh, you know upset by this? Is this exposure good for the game? Are we 
are we really getting everybody's true colors right now? And that's kind of the point. Or is the man or is the uh, Manfred? That's his name. Is Rob going to sit there and go, see, this is what our analysis showed us. We exposed it now because it's been so awful. We get an opportunity to to make some big adjustments, which is what they're hoping to do anyway, with like a completely non segregated what non segregated what do you call that brad my brain's not working where um, there's no leagues no leagues. what is that uh zero leagues no no alignment i don't know i don't think they'll ever uh, get rid of leagues right if anything they'll realign it and maybe make it east and west but i don't think they'll ever get rid of i think that'll uh, always be at least broken into two it has to be, I yeah. think. But and then I think divisions make sense too, just for the schedule and travel. But even though there, are, I've heard people say that divisions don't make any sense now that everybody flies uh, private. Yeah, that it doesn't matter. But I, I think it matters. Six teams that made the playoff last year are under five hundred: Phillies, Mariners, Cleveland's baseball team, Padres, Mets, Cardinals. Does that support or take away from the true colors argument? Um, it could because the Mariners are barely under 500 right now, but they've taken advantage of beating the A's a lot for sure. Yeah. And if they had had two more series against the A's, they'd be over 500 by several games. Right. If, if Cleveland had played several more games against the Royals and Tigers at this point, they'd be over 500. If the Padres had had more games against the Rockies, they'd be over 500. Yep, or closer because they're a little ways closer. Under. Yeah, um, the Still, Cardinals though. I think are just bad this year. <laughs> the Mets yeah. just are not nah. playing good baseball. The, the Mets yeah. have a lot of really good pieces. They're just not playing good baseball. They have the two best pitchers from baseball like two years ago, um, like two or three years yeah. ago. But those guys are old. Yeah. Like Verlander, Scherzer, I think are just washed. <laughs> they're not doing it. <laughs> so, I don't know. And, what's and the going Phillies, on with the those Phillies teams. are a good team. I think they've just had their struggles, and I think if they had a chance to beat up on. Uh, who's at the bottom of the AL East right now? Um, why can't the I NL East. Yeah, the NL East. Who's at the bottom of the NL East right now? It's uh, uh, it's the Nationals and the Mets. Yeah, if they played the the Nats a few more times, they'd be over five hundred. Mm-hmm. And if they had a chance to play the Mets a few more times, even they'd probably be over five hundred uh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I. It's, <laughs> the it's Mets are two and eight in their last ten. <laughs> so bad. I think I they lost stopped. six in a row or something like that. Oh like, my goodness! Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, Baseball family, uh, if you like what we're doing here, the best way you can support us, well, there's a lot of ways you can support us. You can hit the like button on YouTube is the best way to do it. All of our stuff ends up on YouTube. We've got short content, medium length content. We've got these big, huge podcasts like this one on there and everything in between. So you can like, subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube on whatever podcast platform you're on. And... Brad is going to be really excited to tell you about our Patreon. That's right. Hop on over to Patreon. You can support the podcast for less than what it costs a Brig to buy a bougie coffee. And that's mm-hmm. just once a month where Brig buys those bougie coffees all the freaking time. Yeah, but anyway, right. we have five to, we have t- five tiers of support. $1, $5, $10, $15. And then the Whopper is the $500 tier just for funsies. Um, so Somebody you can go do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we win. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hop on there, find out what those all what those are all about. Everybody yeah. gets the bullpen cut because that's something we want to do for you guys. And also, everybody gets the sticker. Yeah, that would be a five hundred dollar a month sticker, and then so. Yeah, but anyway, right. <laughs> there's more to it the than the sticker. There is a whole lot more to it. <laughs> the five hundred dollar tier has a whole lot more to it than a sticker and uh, mm-hmm. the bullpen cut. But go check yeah. it out, see what it is. But if you just want to do one dollar a month, we'll send you a sticker for that. Anyway, and be but, and we yeah. will be super grateful for any of the support. We couldn't Absolutely. do this without you. We love our baseball family. We're grateful for just your earballs for a little bit of time every once in a while. And if we don't, uh, if we never get more than that, that'd be that'd be fine. We love you and we appreciate it. That's right. Earballs and your eyeballs whenever you want. So, right. baseball family, thank you so much for joining us this <laughs> week. We'll catch you next week.